Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. Hello, and welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is episode nine of season two, and we're talking about saying no to yourself, which is very important. Do you want to, Shauna, this kind of came through a question that came to you. Do you want to share what that kind of sure. story behind this topic? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we had a, um, a subscriber and, and somebody that follows us on uh, Instagram say, you know, something along the lines of, man, your, you know, your feed just always looks so, you know, beautiful. And it's just like, everything looks like your, you know, your brand colors and, you know, all that stuff. And, you and I were talking one day and I just said, you know, this, it's just about saying no to yourself, you know? Um, and I said that because we, <laughs> we're both, you know, it's just hard to do when you love so many things. It's hard for me mm. specifically. I, I mean, it really is. Um, especially when we're talking about, uh, you know, like your social media feed. I know that's a super particular spot, um, as well as opportunity, because like we said last time, you know, we are creatively, you know, promiscuous. So it's like we've got, we're <laughs> we're just all over doing all kinds of stuff, you know, and just lots of action. So it's like, you know, <laughs> it's just you have to get to a place, though, where you're able to say, no, that doesn't fit. No, that's not a good opportunity. No, this is not the right thing. Um, and I actually read a quote uh, out of, a, it, it's a book called um, Brave Enough by Cheryl Strayed. Um, mm. And she's the one who wrote, you know, the memoir Wild. And anyway, she said, um, no is the power the golden witch wields. And man, I, I loved it because I learned, it took maybe five, six years into my business. But after that, it was sometime around after publishing the, uh, you know, the book, it was, there was so much happening. And I just realized, oh my God, if I don't start saying no to some things, mm -hmm. I'm going to, I mean, literally just explode. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah. you know, I'm going to self-detonate. <laughs> There's no way. So yeah, I think it applies to all kinds of things. Our branding, our, um, which opportunities we take on, um, which responsibilities we take on, you know, no, saying no is really, really an important skill to, to learn and foster. Yeah. So let's talk about why we're going to talk about why it's important. And then we're going to talk about yeah. how to say no to yourself, just kind of some practical things that'll prevent you from that. Because I think it's really, especially if you're in the early stages of the business of a yes. business or in yeah. the early stages of a creative, um, maybe a new creative endeavor, it can just be, you just want to say yes to everything. Well, you want to try exciting. everything. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you just want to, you just want to try it all and mm -hmm. it can, um, and, and that's fine. Like sure. it's okay to do that, to have that discovery. I think yeah. the saying no to yourself comes in, in what do I actually then pursue? What do I share? What do mm -hmm. I, what do I go Four big on? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where the editing comes in. So, um, and that's our first point of why it's important is that editing really is 
if not the most important step, it's one of the most important steps in the creative process, whether it's, it doesn't matter what the creative process is, whether it's, Mm -hmm. you're working on a painting, it's photography, it's writing, it's music, it's the, the editing, what does not, even decorating a room, it's what often isn't there that is what makes um yeah the the work successful and I Mm -hmm. loved um in reading the book essentialism by Greg McCown I which I don't I still don't know if that's quite how you say his name but let's just sorry Greg let's we just call him Greg around here because we really like him but yeah Greg McCown it's something like that um but in it is a quote by Stephen King which is just a wonderful quote. I love the way Stephen King puts this about editing. He says, kill your darlings, even when it breaks your egocentric (laughs) little scribbler's heart, kill your darlings. (laughs) And, and that's such a good way to put it because, um, I think especially in writing, but it can be in, it can be in a lot of things. You just see that like, the artist or the creator is just showing off their skill at this point. It's not really, there's no benefit to the final work. It's just, I remember I read a book. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say the book, but uh, (laughs) I I was reading it as a discussion in a small group. And I remember saying like, I think this guy has a lot of really good points, but I feel like this book is just all about look at me, right? Right. Just watch me write. Watch how brilliant <laughs> I am. And it's just like, okay, you know, it, Enough. it's like the, the message was getting lost in yeah. the lack of yeah. editing, the lack of somebody saying to him, this is just... You've already said it, that. It, yeah. You just need to like mm-hmm. cool, cool it on some of this stuff. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, but if we can do that ourselves, I think... Um, you know, all the better. I mean, it's good to have people in your life who can help you with the editing and can yeah. be a part of that process. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why it's important to have people be yes. a part of the process to some extent so yeah. that they can, because it's hard for us to kill our creations. And Oh, gosh, yeah. And it doesn't to matter. To rip them apart. Right. And it really doesn't matter if, man, you know, was it Hemingway? I'm going on down a rabbit trail here, so just, you know, whatever. Um, was it him that said, <laughs> sorry, I'm a little silly today. I don't know why the sun is shining. <laughs> We've had four days of sunshine in the last two and a half months here, and I'm just, I mean, I'm high on the sunshine. Um, <laughs> like a vitamin D. I, right. <laughs> um, that said, you know, write drunk, edit sober. Is that who said that? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. That sounds like something yes. Hemingway would say if he didn't say it. It was him or F. Scott, and I can't remember. But anyway, you it know. It could have been old F. Scott. That's too, right. Yeah. Either, either one of those crazy guys. Uh, I think that we are so, and, you know, obviously we're not saying you got to be drunk to do things. Just, no, but that's a great way to say it. Like create freely. Immersed, and yes. In, enthusiastically yes. and without, like don't edit yourself at that point. But yes. then you've got to edit with a, a kind of a ruthlessness, I think. And, and you have to be much more analytical and much more, um, critical. Yeah. And I, you know, actually it's funny. I know I reference my daughter a lot, but I just feel like I see, I see her developing her confidence in, in the things she wants to do and, and struggling with it, you know, and just like I know I do. So she this week had a school project and we were 
beginning to work on it. And, you know, we were talking about this very thing because she did not want to say um, her ideas out loud. You know, she was afraid that they were just going to be dumb, you know. And I will say the project is pretty dang specific. So it's like, well, it is a little intimidating to to do, you know, do what you're you're trying to do. But, um, you know, my fiancé said to her, why don't you, why don't you, I tell you what, just write down your ideas, you know, and I'm going to write mine down. And then you get to choose if you want to read these out loud or if you want to uh, keep them to yourself. But then you can make a pile for the ones that you, that you like and then a pile for the ones you want to get rid of. And, you know, I'm, of course, sitting there like, holy moly, what a man. But, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At the same time, it's like, I just told her, I said, sweetheart, you know, your mama has made a life out of doing weird things. You know, <laughs> I do weird things yeah. and, and some impractical for, for work, you know. And so just understand that you've got to have a space before all the rest of the spaces that is for throwing stuff at the wall, you know. Yeah. And it it might be a bad idea, but guess what? Who cares? Because you never know, you know, and he actually, it made me laugh because we made me think about us and our podcast and the creative exponent. He brought up post-it notes to her, you know, and we talked about that in one of the first episodes, you know, and, um, you know, there's just so many quote bad ideas that lead somewhere. So the, the saying no, you know, let's just note that's got to come after the free time, the, the free play, the, Let's just throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks, the whiteboarding. You know, it comes next. Yep. Uh, but it is it is an important process. And sometimes it is nice to bring somebody else in for that part, you know. At least, yeah. you know, if you're a creative entrepreneur and it's just you and your your business, you know, at least maybe once a quarter run stuff by someone, get their idea, you know, feedback. It doesn't have to be that you have to have a team, you know, that's editing your work all the time. But just, you know, getting outside feedback super important. It is. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And and I think another thing on editing, and this is also from the book Essentialism, um, such a good book. I highly recommend it. Oh, I've recommended it before. <laughs> Shauna, you finally have to read it or finish reading. <laughs> I've read half. I've read three quarters. It's a little dry, yeah, but excellent, you know. It is, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, one of the quotes that I wrote down from there, and I don't know if this was just from the book or if it was usually I write down when it's someone's quote in the book but I didn't in this case so Um, but anyway I really loved this um, this quote be ruthless in the pursuit of making the quote says every word count but I think that's just true of like everything be be ruthless in the pursuit of making everything that you do count Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the creative work that you release to the world so I don't think you need to make everything Count. I actually was just working on a blog post this morning about um, just creative rabbit holes and just like letting yourself, letting yourself go there, letting yourself have unhurried, just, you know, like useful wasted time, letting yourself have that so that you can, can create. But I think then when it comes to what you're releasing, what you're committing to, what you're saying yes to, that is. That's you need to be ruthless no. about yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, you know, just kind of on to our next point, it's like that's why it's one of the reasons it's so important to get to that place because, you know, 
the the branding part of this, you know, I mean, of course, we're talking about editing uh, the things, like you said, that you release. Um, but it all kind of leads back to that that branding portion, yeah, you know, definitely. when we're in this when we're in this space about it. Now, of course, we we believe in editing for your sanity and, you know, just your well-being and not trying to say yes to things that are not profitable or not enjoyable, you know, all those things too. But, you know, it does lead back to branding and your style really does begin to get really muddled. And I know I've done this, you know, I'm guilty of this because I'm, yeah, I love too many things. I love too many colors, you know, like I'm a White House kind of girl, but I also love color. So, you know, social media is a struggle for me. I have to, <laughs> I mean, I have to be really hard on myself, you know, and at least pay attention to, you know, okay, now, not when I'm doing it just for fun, but, you know, if it's a business account or I'm trying to actually pursue, you know, growth and creative work, then yeah, it's just, it's a matter of being ruthless and saying, does this fit? Because it just, it really doesn't, you know, but because yeah. your your look becomes muddled, and then it's just you'll never then arrive at the place where someone can look at a photo and think that's probably hers, you know. Um, and yeah, that's important. I feel like you do a, an incredible job of that over the last, you know, especially two three years. You know, it's very cohesive, you know, and people will be able to recognize your you know, your work or your projects or your photos before they know they're yours. And I know people tell you that all the time. It's a, but that's a skill, you know, that you have to hone. It really is. So good job. And I'll tell you, (laughs) early, early in um, my, you know, my business and when I was working on the blog, I really was still sort of, you know, it's like early thirties. I'm still sort of finding my style. I'm kind of, I think that's an age where you're coming out of all of the hand-me-down furniture that people have given you and you're finally kind of making some investments in your own pieces and starting Mm -hmm. to kind of claim your home as as yours and in the, you know, decorating it in the style that that you really love. And I just remember being so swayed by all of these beautiful blogs that I saw that the style was not my own and I wasn't, I just wasn't able to recognize that. I wasn't able to like just realize like I can look at this and appreciate it and love it and admire it and not do it in my own house so one of those things was this um kind of pale aquas and teals that Uh everybody was using and I just I had never really used those colors but I I just so I I did a whole bedroom around this you know very (laughs) pale teal toile and painted the walls this really pale Uh blue green and and I just realized about two years later, like, this is not my color palette. Why yeah. did I do this? Oh, yeah. And and so I've learned after, you know, I mean, definitely now after over yeah. 20 years of decorating my home that blue and white is my thing. I will yeah. never, ever go wrong <laughs> with just <laughs> with doing blue a and blue white. and white room. <laughs> never right. go wrong. <laughs> that is really funny, though, because... And I find with, especially with design and, and even with my creative pursuits, I'm the same way. I mean, you know, I, it shifts, you know, when I, Mm -hmm. and I guess I'm just going to be this way. So I have to find ways to edit within the season I'm in because it is going to, 
change. Yeah, um, and it's okay you know? to shift, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's okay to kind of explore different things. Like my style has shifted with this move just because yeah. I, I want to really listen to this house and what looks good in this house as yeah. opposed to what looked good in my, my last yeah. house. But um, so shifting is fine, but I think that there's always this like – there's always this part of you creatively that you just know, like, this feels right. This is mm-hmm. you. This might yeah. not be trendy. This might not be what everybody's all yeah. hyped about. This might not be what gets the most liked, but this is you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, think I sure do. Learning that and then following that is so important it so is. that your look doesn't get muddled. So it yeah. stays really nice and true. Yeah. Well, because that's one of the things, like, back to our, you know, um, you know, our friend's comment about, about the feed, it's, you know, that's the part. Unfortunately, people don't have the opportunity, especially in the online space, to sit down with you and have a cup of coffee and decide if your style is the right fit for them, you know, to read along yeah. or shop with or, you know, whatever, um, support your, you know, your artwork or just whatever it is that you're you're doing or making or selling. And so, you know, you really just have that snapshot you know, that, that feed, that Instagram feed, the Facebook post, you know, um, you know, your Pinterest pages, all your boards, you know, it's just very visual. So they've only got these quick snapshots to, to identify who you are, what you're about. Does it, does it connect with them? Period. You know, and it's literally just a few seconds they're going to give it, you know, because it forms an impression. And so, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things, um, you know, that's really important to begin to develop the skill of saying, you know, yes, I, I love this, but it doesn't, it doesn't really fit. Now I do believe, and I will note this, that there are some exceptions to that rule, um, for Mm -hmm. sure, as there are, you know, with it, with everything else. But, you know, there are some, for instance, I think a lot of the writers that I follow on Instagram, um, are, they're able to, you know, things don't look exactly the same. And they're they're able to do that because the content they're promoting is the written word, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, now that doesn't mean that there are not feeds that are more visually appealing than others. But, you know, depending on the medium in which you're promoting, whether it's design or your photography or, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, it's it's most of the time going to be pretty important to edit constantly so that it feels, you know, it feels pleasing to the eye. It feels not that you have to tailor everything. You know, it's about editing for what you just said. I'm a blue and white girl. So Mm -hmm. if I edit and keep it with that, I'm going to throw some green in sometimes. (laughs) This is going to look like me. You know, this is going to look like my home, my work, my design, you know, and that that matters because it clearly communicates what you are about and what your brand is about. Yeah. And I think it, it becomes a strong thing then for the people who follow you. I actually got a DM the other day from, um, someone on Instagram who showed me some threads that they had Uh bought and they're like, I feel like these look like your colors. Like, I just (laughs) thought of you when I saw this and I'm like, it is my color. Like it's, it's the palette that I use for landscape specifically. But, um, I think that's a real compliment to you, but Yeah. And I think this is also just as an aside, I think this is why it's really important 
for artists to use their own photography as opposed yeah. to, you know, you see a lot of people who have accounts that they're just like featuring all these other people, which is fine if that's the whole point. If the whole sure. point is just featuring other people, that's fine. Yeah. But if the point is to promote your brand and you're just sharing pictures from everyone else because you feel like your pictures aren't good enough, yeah. then no one's going to really know who you are or what you're about. It's this collection of what all these other people are about. Yeah. So, um, and I know we're saying in this point that it's your style or your look or your brand mm -hmm. that gets muddled, but I think it can be that you become someone who's a little confusing and you see this play out on, like I've seen it on, um, American Idol where yeah. someone's <laughs> coming out and doing a, uh, I don't know, a country song. And then the next week they're singing a, um, an old standard and then they're yeah. coming out and doing like a Lady Gaga cover and it's just like <laughs> we don't know who you are like who mm -hmm. are you it, it's not enough to just pick songs that you like and I think that that's that's true of artists it's not enough or designers or writers it's not enough to just pick the thing that you like and do that it's about discovering who you are and I love that if yeah. you guys didn't listen to our conversation with Jean Oliver we really talk about that and she talks mm -hmm. about using inspiration from others and and then practicing your way into yeah. into your own style yeah. and, and then embracing that um I think that and this kind of ties in another reason why it's important is because if you're in a position where you're you're not editing yourself and you have we all have all of this input coming into us through um, especially through social media but you're constantly then chasing trends mm -hmm. I feel like yeah. I feel like if you're always letting all these outside um, sources influence you then yeah. um, your work is gonna be dated first yeah. of all yeah because uh, there's gonna be like yep that was the season when everybody made stuff with burlap that was it <laughs> right there that was the time or that I that was burlap was coming or a coffee filter wreath something like that yes something like that like yeah. that was the season yeah. um and which again there's nothing I'm not picking on that I did no. a lot with burlap I did a lot of paper wreaths and everything like that um but I was really being heavily influenced by yeah. the things I was seeing and yeah. and I wasn't and we'll kind of get into this about being very careful about what, what sources you are kind of curating yeah. what sources are influencing you. Um, but you don't want to be in a position as an artist, as a designer, as a creative, where your next idea is only as good as, as the current trends. Right. You know, you want your ideas to really be timeless and classic. Yeah. And, um, and we've talked about this before too, that like, you know, if you hit on a trend, if what you're doing is blowing up, Sure. Like, good for you. Ride Roll that wave. Yeah. yeah. How did you say it? You had some Southern <laughs> saying for that that made me laugh, and I don't remember what it was. Ride, ride that train? Uh. No, it was probably something with butter or something, something like that. Butter. I do like I butter. I remember. I mean, it is a good, it's, it's, butter's delicious. I know. But I it was, know. So we Who talked knows? about that before and you said something <laughs> really, that made me laugh. But I'm sure it was food related. Pies How or. stereotypical. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> just this southern so, chick down here painting and smearing butter on everything. <laughs> yep. Oh, man, Lord. butter just it makes it really does make oh, everything better. Though. I know. I'm all I'm all for butter. Me too. So. <laughs> so speaking of speaking editing. of just total, <laughs> totally getting muddled. Right. Um, 
So let's talk about how to say no to yourself. Cause I think some yeah. people are like, great, but I look at the latest magazine and I want to do everything in it. I look mm. at, you know, so-and-so's Instagram feed and I just want to redo everything in my house. And yeah. I think there is a tendency that we see the work of others and see their, I guess, see the beauty and the genius in their work. And we just totally miss it in our own. Mm-hmm. Don't you think we do that sometimes? Yeah. We don't see yeah. that. We oh, don't yeah. see that brilliance. It's very feels common to us, or we yes. can see all the, all the all the flaws. flaws and the things we don't like about it. Oh yeah, I think we. Do. I know I do it. <laughs> I know yeah, I do it I all know the time. I do too. You know, which is, you know, and it, that's sad to me because it's like, man, I, I've spent a whole lot of time and effort on. Um, I mean, I would say a fervent <laughs> pursuit of self-worth. So I can't imagine, you know, how someone feels who's really just had a lot of negative words spoken over them, or they've not had a chance to work on those things, you know, those things or those parts of themselves. And it's, um, man, it's just tough. It's, you know, you do, you're just so hypercritical of your own, uh, your own work that often you don't, you don't see how even beautifully cohesive it is, you know, even mm-hmm. when you're doing a really great job at editing and saying no to yourself, you'll still think, you know, oh, that looks kind of off. I don't know why I did that. Right. I you need know. to tighten that up and I right. got to get better. Yeah. How exhausting. I, I think it's easy to do. <laughs> oh gosh. Yes, I mean, you know, is. the amount of pressure that we put on ourselves uh, is, Oh, it's just ridiculous, really. It's kind of like I said at one point, I wrote this down in one of my journals. Um, and I, this is a little controversial, I'm sure, for, you know, for people. But I was talking about a relationship and it's like, it's really self-indulgent, actually, to um, to believe that you have so much control over, you know, how things go. Like, well, if Mm. I just do this, if I just say this, if I just act this way, um, and it's the same really with our work, it's almost a little self-indulgent. It's like no one's looking at it quite so (laughs) critically (laughs) or closely as we assume. I mean, I know there are people out there that do, but often that's just the fear monsters in our minds, you know? Uh, It's really, people are not just hovering over your work or your Instagram feed with a, you know, magnifying glass. Like they're, they're looking at that while they're standing in the grocery store line, you know, or they've got a toddler like pulling their pants down. They're... Uber oh, concerned if you put purple in one photo <laughs> one day. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. So we yeah. can, as with everything else we talk about, you know, yes, editing is important, but there are, you know. Yeah. And I I want to quickly say, because we're not talking about editing, because I think that's a big thing, especially in Instagram, is like, mm-hmm. you have to have this color story, you have to use all the yeah. same filters. Like, that's not what we're talking about. We're no. talking about just, you know, editing what you're releasing to the world, editing what you're saying yes and no to. As a brand. Um, I just don't, I don't think you need all, I don't know. I don't think you need all these rules for, you know, everybody's clothes have to be color coordinated to your feet. Like, I just don't, I don't (laughs) think you need that. But um, as a creative, you just don't want to be 
chasing all these things that are inauthentic. I think that yeah. that's the key is not yeah. chasing things that you like, but are not authentically you. To you. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So we're not talking about that whole thing. Like you've got to have that color story or yeah. you're not going to grow your Instagram. That's, that's just junk. You look at some of the biggest accounts and they don't, they don't, they have, don't a have a color story. story. It's all <laughs> no. over the place. <laughs> so yeah, don't, we're not, we're not saying that, but so some of the ways to say no to yourself, I think, um, and I've already mentioned this, but the first thing is to really carefully curate yeah. where, I guess, your sources of influence Yeah. To, to edit those and to make sure that you have a really good variety, mm-hmm. um, that you're not just all of your ideas or all of your inspiration. Because whether it's like, I'm going to go look at Instagram for ideas, like we don't do that necessarily. We're just scrolling. We're just looking through. But if yeah. that's the only input that you have every day, then that's the only thing that's going to be influ- influencing you. So yeah. you've got to like get out in the world, go to museums, read books, read magazines, get, you know, just get inspiration from a lot of different places right. so that it's not one source that's influencing you heavily because yeah. that's going to start showing up. Yeah. Well, and you're, your you know, yeah, you're then giving your, your brain sort of encouragement and permission to pull from multiple places, you know, and it yep. just creates a much more, you know, a, just a blended version of, of, you know, the way you want to put this work into the world. So it, and it, it does become less, you know, imitation at that point. Yep. Yeah. It's a buffet versus yeah. a single entree. It's, yep. And when you go to a buffet, everybody's plate's going to look different, even though you're all pulling yeah. from the same food. <laughs> I think that that's, you know, that, that's the goal. So you want to yeah. get lots of different um, sources. And I would encourage you to get like not only current sources, but really old sources too. Yeah. Um, look at, yeah. you know, look at decorating magazines from 20 years ago and see, you know, yeah. find inspiration there. Read books that are 150 years old and find right. inspiration there. And then pick up the most recent issue of a random magazine and mm-hmm. get inspiration there. So just, you know, look look for it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another one is don't rush the process. Yeah. And I think sometimes we create something and we get super excited about it. So we release it out into the world. And then it's like, it really hasn't been through the filters. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. Or through yeah. the editing process. It yeah. hasn't like, it hasn't had its time. Cause I think sometimes in the moment, the idea is brilliant. And then you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh my gosh, that's the worst idea ever. Yeah. But it's, you've already well, put it out in the world. It, right. So just like, have you experienced that? Yes, kind of I thing was before? about to just be <laughs> just like stop talking. I'm going to tell the story. Story I'm, time, I'm, okay. yeah, story time with Shauna. Um, no, I feel like I'm doing that again. I mean, I've definitely experienced it before, but you know, and I I giggled when I got this DM last night. Somebody said, "Are you ever going <laughs> to?" She's giggling. Yeah, I can't help it. Are you ever going to show us a full picture of one of your full paintings or just <laughs> partials? And I laughed and I said, I will. Uh, I will. But right now, <laughs> you know, and good for her for just asking. But, you know, 
right now I'm in the process of exploring some new things, you know, and so that's why, like, I love to share the palettes that I'm working with because that's, it's number one, it's just beauty to me and it's inspiring and Mm -hmm. energizing um, and I love to shoot them. But, you know, that's part of the the process. I'm not in a place yet where I'm going to launch and sell a bunch of prints or a bunch of paintings just yet, you know. Um, Some of the palettes are, but other than that, no, the answer's no, not yet. Because when I do, it's going to make sense and it's going to look like it was all done purposefully. And that's not to be pleasing to everyone, but for myself. You know, I want to know that I feel, uh, I feel really proud of, I feel really connected to, I feel um, like I've not rushed it to do that, you know, but I think that takes experience in do in in going through one where you have rushed it and you look back and you're like dang that was a sloppy hot mess Mm -hmm. (laughs) why did I put that out into into the world you know um and honestly I look back and I feel a little that way with with my book because of the type of book I was writing you know now I'm proud of the work and, and all that but there are moments within that that you know, it was just such a tight timeline. It was such a fast turnaround, you know, and it's just like, man, I didn't even have time to really edit my ideas carefully because they're, you know, and that's not, that's not what I want to do, you know, authentically yeah. in my work. So yeah, I'm doing it right now and <laughs> stay tuned on the paintings. Eventually yeah. I'll show more than a corner, you know, but for right now, no, you know. No, just a corner. Just a corner is yeah, what we get. I, I I feel that way too, and I I tend to be a fairly impatient person, Me and too, so yeah. I want to just release stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I've learned I'm still working on that. There are still times when I kind of get ahead of myself, but yeah. I I'm learning the value of being patient and just waiting till. <laughs> Also, till I feel really good about something, and I think that that's that's true of art, and especially if you're if it's your craft and you're making money off of it, um, that you might feel the pressure to release things mm-hmm. for monetary sake before you feel like it's really ready. Right. Um, and so, and that it's a fine line because it's a business, so you have to you know meet certain deadlines, and maybe you, you're going to have to compromise on some things. But I think especially as your business becomes more <laughs> successful than you can. You, you joking over there. Joking to <laughs> but you, you can be more selective, you know, you yeah. can take more time in your process. And yeah, um, I, th- I think, but yeah, sometimes the creative process can be a freight train, especially if you have a deadline. <laughs> yes. yes. And, you know, and I think for, you know, especially as you go, as you move forward in your, in your business, you know, you are learning more and more what you're about and what your style really is. And so you are less likely to allow that to happen like right now, probably. And, you know, some might feel like it would be sort of uh, like, man, that's a little hoity toity. But like if a publisher approached me and told me they needed 75 projects in four months, I would say, well, you know what? Good luck to you guys. I think that it's, Hope hope that works out well, you know, but that's yeah. not for me because I know that I can't produce that kind of work on the level of quality that I want now, yep. you know, I, I would be running around slapping stuff. I mean, we literally lived off McDonald's for those four months. <laughs> 
like we yeah. ate nothing but just poop. <laughs> I mean, we did not <laughs> eat good food at all. So, yeah, there's just these moments, I think, that they're, as we move forward and as we gain some experience, you know, it's just, it's easier to edit. It's easier to filter through, which is really our, you know, our last point is that, you know, having a, defil- you know, having a filter, a decision filter for, you know, for what opportunities you're going to say yes to, uh, for, you know, the way some kind of new facet, how does it fit into your, into your business is, uh, man, it's super crucial. It's, um, yeah, it's every, it's I mean, it's really everything. Yeah. It's crucial for making decisions. Yeah. It's crucial for what you release into the world. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and I think, um, some of those filters could be like, do I love it? Would I buy it? Yeah. And there's so many things, Shauna, that I have created, over the years that I'm like, I cannot get this out of my house fast enough. Right. I would I never buy this. What am I doing? Yeah. This is not my thing <laughs> at all. And right. I cannot wait to not have it in my presence. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's been a big question for me, especially as I'm creating artwork, like would uh-huh. I actually hang it on my wall? Yeah. And if the answer is no, then I'm not going to, I'm not yeah. going to do it. I'm not going to sell it. I'm yeah. not going to make it, even though it would be really easy and really, yeah, it would probably sell well. I'm not, I am I'm not, not going to do, do it. it. Um, mm-hmm. And does, does it fit with your brand? You know, yeah. does it? Mm-hmm. And, and that's important if you're, if you're a business, definitely. Yeah. If you're not, then yeah, I would just say, does this fit with my style? Does this feel like me? Does it, yeah. and really pay attention to that stuff that's just like, I just hate this. This just is not me. Like all the, I'll give an exact example. Yeah, I was going to say, let's be less vague. Give us a, yeah, give us an example. So stuff that has like signs with a lot of words on them. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that there's a place for them. Yeah. But I don't particularly like them in my house. Yeah. (laughs) But not here. (laughs) No. If it's an antique sign. Maybe. Perfect. I'm all for it. Yeah. If it's one of these that are like, you know, our family loves whatever. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of all Coffee, camping, and cocoa. Like the big (laughs) welcome sign in the bounce font or the family is everything in a little corner of a big wooden sign. I mean, those things sell like bananas. like mad. Yeah. They're crazy. And, and. But they're just not my thing. I wouldn't hang them in my house. Right. So, I'm but like, you could make I'm money, gonna... you know, selling them, and that's the thing. It that's a great example because yeah. it's like I could. And, that's just not me. And I did do design work um, for signs that were yeah. produced, and that was a real struggle for me because uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. it's gotta the signs that I design really have to have more of that antique feel. Like it's yeah. this this old enamel sign that you're hanging in your house or it just has kind of this vintage vibe to it. I don't want to create something that's just this sort of, um, you know, modern font Mm -hmm. with some warm and fuzzy words. It's just, I love it in other people's spaces. I see people who create signs that are like modern and beautiful and colorful and I love yeah. them and admire them and respect it's them. It's just not you. And yeah. It's just not me. So yeah, yeah I, I just, it's not something I'm going to do. I, to- I totally understand. There's so much that's not me. 
that I'm, you know, and that's why it's it's interesting. You know, I'm excited about maybe sharing um, a project. It's coming soon with uh, with everybody on my blog and you know social media and stuff. We'll see if I if I get to. But you know, if so, it'll be the most. It will be so entirely different from anything that I've ever done. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I mean when I say we have to, I know I have to edit within seasons because as a designer, you know, and I, I use that um, term, you know, loosely, but I, I, I am a designer and I can say that now, even though I did not go to school for that. Um, you know, I have just shifted so drastically my home uh, you know, began when I first built this house. It was really, I just went to Kirkland's and I bought a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? It was not a, <laughs> there was not a lot of thought put into it. So then as that became a passion of mine and became something that I really just fell into, you know, then it was one thing. And then it shifted mm-hmm. to a little, you know, it was a little more romantic then. It was a little, there were a lot of pale aquas and, you know, pale, pale grays and all white. And then it was like, whoa, I can't do that. That's too sweet, you know? So now it's white with a lot of wood. And now (laughs) it's it's totally different. You're off the rails. I'm off the rails. rails. (laughs) I've got this like mix of mid-century stuff happening and nothing is... There's a lot more color. I mean, there's a lot of white walls still. But it, anyway, regardless, and that's in, I feel like, client spaces as well as my own home. So there are these seasons that I've gone through that I can look back yeah. and see. But, you know, the important thing is not that you never change or that your style doesn't change. It's more within the place that you're you're in, within the season you are in, how are you sharing that? How are you... Um, choosing what to work on, you know, it's all about editing within that season, you know, uh, especially if yeah. you're, if you're like us and you're into a whole lot of stuff, uh, you know, you might have to, to edit within the season and then, yeah. you know, and then move forward. So Well, and watching your evolution over the last 10 years, it, knowing you, it's really made sense. You know what I mean? I don't look at it and be like, man, she has just like gone from one thing to another and I don't even know who she is or what she's doing anymore. Like it hasn't (laughs) been like that. It's been a very, like, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense that she's kind of shedding that style and moving on to something else. And, and good, good um, to know. (laughs) Yeah. I, I just think it makes sense. And I think that they've all been authentically you, except for maybe the gigantic furniture and the Kirkland stuff that you started out with. That was kind (laughs) of, I feel like that was default stuff. That's what we do in our twenties. We kind of go to default stuff. Yes. Just like, this is what I'm going to buy furniture. So (laughs) let's go to a furniture store and buy the set. What a waste of money. (laughs) What a waste of money. Uh, I know. Good learning experience, though. <laughs> so anyway, it's fun. I really have enjoyed this conversation Me because too. I feel like um, there's there's so much saying no to yourself just intersects. It, this has ended up being a longer episode than I imagined, but I think it's just because it intersects with so, so many, many things. Yeah. It's about you it as does. a creative. It's about discovering who you are. It's about what you're releasing into the world. It's this real process of learning about yeah. And I think maturing as a as a person, as an artist, it has a lot to do with confidence. Like it's it does, just, yeah. it touches on a lot of things. So yeah, it sure does. It's a big topic. It is. Um, all right. So our creative contraption is different today. We're going to yeah. just 
we're doing a book because we we can't yeah. always share pens and notebooks. There's right. got to be something else. I mean, there. how many? I mean, can can one have at a time? You know, and it be we, practical. We can have. We can have a lot. lot. <laughs> <laughs> if you I'm could just see how at many my pencils. studio yep. right now. There's, there's a lot. <laughs> Me too, too many. Um, no, but I, you know, we were, since we were really talking about editing and we, we read uh, for you guys that Stephen King quote. So today our creative contraption is actually his memoir and it's titled On Writing. And I bought it actually when I was, I think I was 15 um, at, you know, at, at a bookstore. Yep. At a bookstore. I was really young and, uh, and I read it and fell in love with it. You know, I have been writing since I was a little person and, uh, you know, I just, I loved the way that he talked about, um, just about experience and getting your butt just kicked and pursuit and editing and, you know, and being willing to be crazy and just throw all the crazy ideas out there and, Anyway, it just connected so much with me, and it was interesting. So last year, I had been dating Andrew for a month, and it was my birthday, and I had been talking uh, about writing more again, sharing it again, you know, that I'd, you know, really taken a lot of time off, and um, and I was already crazy about him, but, you know, we were still getting to know each other, you know, all the mm-hmm. details. So anyway, I opened my birthday present, and it was that book. And I, I'm telling you, it was one of those full circle, just cool moments that I just thought, man, now don't tell me there aren't signs, you know, and just (laughs) connectivity and the universe is doing funny things. But anyway, it, um, it is just, and I've read it again and it's just a very, it's a very real, I feel like, and raw way to look at writing. A lot of times books about writing are just, holy moly, duds. You know, it's like, yeah. I didn't want to go I've, back to grammar I've read school. One of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is more just about developing your style and your spine and, um, and how to practice, you know, and sort of like the same things we talk about. You know, if you want to be a writer, be a writer. Write you know, every day and you're a writer, you know, those kinds of things. So just a very gentle and, you know, man, he's, he's a quirky guy. It's an interesting story for sure. A lot of um, childhood stories, you know, filtered in there too. So it's a, it's a great read if you're a writer or you have to do a lot of writing by proxy of sharing your work. So it's a, I it's have a not read one. it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to because I yeah I, it's good. I enjoy some Stephen King. Yeah. Not all of it. He is a little yeah. crazy, but I do <laughs> I do really enjoy. And oh my gosh, something I think what I enjoy to make this podcast even longer. Let's just chit chat <laughs> here. But um, the thing I love about Stephen King is that um, there are times when like I, I, I especially if I watch a movie uh-huh. and then I see written by Stephen King and I'm like. That didn't, there was no yeah. like gigantic spider eating children at the end no. of that. Yeah. I, I, that was, that doesn't seem like it was Stephen King. Like the Shawshank Redemption was uh-huh. like that, that yeah. I was really surprised that that was written by him. But man, what a beautiful, poignant story. Oh, he's and an <clears throat> incredible storyteller. So, yeah, there's so many like that. And you just see like, the things that are hallmarks of his, that's like, who, who is, you know, what is his mm-hmm. writing about? It's just yeah. like deep character development stories yeah. that are all intertwined. Um, 
you know, whether he is telling some crazy horror story or a story that's, that's, um, a very quiet one about human spirit. I mean, it's just like, um, it's amazing, but that's, it's a good example of how you can go into a lot of different places, but still stay true to like, what's, what you do. He's not off writing, you know, trashy romance novels, you know, (laughs) but he's writing a lot of variety. So anyway, I'll have to check that out. Yes. So next week we're going to talk about, um, so I read an article by Heather Bullard, who, if you don't know who she is, she is like rock star stylist. Yes, she um, is. So talented. such Such an admirer of hers. And, um, she wrote an article about finding inspiration and I really, Man, it just struck a chord with me. So yeah. we're just we're gonna talk about that um, that whole subject, really like inspir- using inspiration to get you to a place of innovation. So yeah, um, you know, which is something we're both we both talk about a lot, and I think yep. are still kind of exploring that whole world. So <laughs> we'll yes. just explore it all together. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Sounded like a little infomercial there at the end. <laughs> I'm trying. You're doing a great job, Marion. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will see you next time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Creative Exponent Podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like the Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com.